0: Hi, Grace.
1: Hi hey, Eric.
0: I love seeing your face.
1: Ah, I love seeing your beard.
0: Oh, that's nice. It's Monday, it's 7.30 p.m. Do you know what time, what that means, I mean?
1: Uh, what does it mean?
0: It means it's running mullet time.
1: It's running mullet time.
0: Yeah, you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready.
0: All I'm right, ready. this is a hard one, so bear with me.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Our guests tonight are amazing and and one some may even call a running legend. So let's get started with episode 27. Seven, So it rhymes. I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek,
1: And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back.
0: That's right. Business
1: up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium, to the DNF, and everything in between.
0: If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Oh, Grace. Grace, it is hot up here. Is it hot down there?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's hot.
0: Oh my gosh, it was really bad today. We went to the lake and just hung out all day and kind of swam. So it was fun, but it's too hot.
1: Yeah, it is too hot. Did you watch UTMB?
0: Um, I saw the important parts.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, I didn't yeah. tune in like I wasn't glued to the screen or anything like that. But, but yeah, that was. Um, I think we can we're gonna talk about that a little bit more than likely, right?
1: Yeah. Super fun. Well, do you, I don't know if you do this, but do you ever, well, you see, you don't pay attention to the the elite runners as much as, as much as I do, because I'm a nerd and I have nothing better to do. So I will occasionally try to friend somebody just to see if they'll respond back. Well, Leah Yingling is from Johnstown and she was in UTMB. She placed eighth, uh, really strong runner. You know, she's top 10 at Western States. And somehow she showed up as a suggested friend for me, and I'm like, eh, let's see. And she did; she accepted my friend request. And I am so excited.
0: I think you have Stephanie Daniels to thank for that because she was all so. Gaga because she friend she became friends with her in the in the Johnstown yeah. Running Club, and it probably filtered through your Facebooks, mm-hmm. and now you're friends with her.
1: Great. Yeah. Awesome. yeah.
0: And you're friends with me. Like that's huge. I mean. A little bit, right?
1: I think I have Stephanie to thank for this, definitely.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, we already—you just got into UTMB, so we might as well continue on this train track we're on. Mm-hmm. If if anybody's watching, uh-oh, if anybody's watching that doesn't know what happened this past weekend, get out of your cave, like move the rock and climb out, because it's kind of like it was kind of like the biggest weekend and trail running, ultra running um, that we may ever see, especially yeah. for us from Pennsylvania uh-huh. and as Americans. I mean, it was pretty cool. So yeah, really Jim, Wamsley. Cool. Jim Wamsley with the course record and the first male to, from U.S. to ever win it. Uh-huh. And Courtney coming back and winning again and obviously finishing the triple crown, this incredible triple crown of uh, running races that she did this year's summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then of course Zach, Zach. Miller, who nah. is a conestoga cowboy. He is down here from South Central Pennsylvania. He was even wearing his run PA socks.
2: Yeah. That's,
0: that's probably what what got him to do what he did. I, I'm pretty, am pretty sure. sure. Yeah.
1: They're good socks. I have them.
0: Yep. So it was pretty cool though. I mean, it's it's incredible what these people are doing. It's absolutely mm-hmm. incredible.
1: Yeah, it is. It was fun to watch. And they uh They have some good live streaming of the, of the race. I don't know if it's as good as our live streaming that we do, but it's.
0: Yeah. We can give them some pointers maybe next year, but I don't know. What we do is special. What can we say?
1: Yeah. Hey, we have special people on today.
0: Yeah. Before we get to that, Grace. All right. First of all, everybody who's listening, thank you for listening. The uh, go grab other people so more people can be listening. Um, people that that's don't how, even...
1: that is how Eric defines his worth in yeah. life is how many people listen to him and how many people like him.
0: Well, Grace, right now I have 21 friends and I want 30 or 40 and 50, so that's yeah. what I'm shooting for. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a fun show. We have some two amazing guests on. Um, uh, can I can I get to the bad news real quick and get this out of the way yeah let's do it so I will not be able to co-host next Monday's show and we yeah. are going we are going we decided grace pretty much told me because that's what she does she's the mm-hmm. she's the boss um she told me we're gonna keep it same scheduled running yeah. next Monday at 7 30 it's going to be a phenomenal show we have our first uh guest co-host that's going to be on though
1: yeah and-
0: uh, he's probably going to bring on more friends than I'll ever get, and it, it maybe uh, maybe yeah, I don't maybe I'll never come back on. I don't know, but we were I was going to pick names out of a hat, uh-huh. but and we got some pretty cool people that actually were willing to do it next week, and I decided that we we decided that we are just going to pick one because it's our show and we can really I mean that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But having said that. I guarantee you there's going to be more opportunities for guests, co-hosts and the list stays where it's at with the people I have that are interested. So
1: are you going to say what's going on? Or are we gonna I'm go trying to get process? it out.
0: Yeah. John Schaefer will be next week's guest co-host for the running mullet. Um, he will join grace. They will have a happy fun time and talk about amazing things. And everybody's
1: going to have to turn down the volume.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Yes. Yes. Very good point. Wow. I didn't even think of that. I will be in Canada, just uh-huh. south of Calgary at that time next week um, on the eve. Go-
1: wait, wait, wait. Are you going to prep him with a rhyme for the beginning of the show?
0: No, that's on you guys. I'm from, I'm just, oh. I'm done. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. Okay. All right. So, so you're, yeah. you're going to be in Canada. What are you doing?
0: I will be tuning in in Canada, but I will not have my laptop. I will not be able to join in probably. Um, I'm running 200 miles the next day on Tuesday. So, so yeah, I mean, that Monday night, I got a mandatory meeting right at the, when this show goes live and it's just a whole thing. It's too much trouble to try to make it happen. So anyway, super exciting. He's going to be an amazing co-host and it's going to be an amazing show. So please tune in, mark your calendars for that and let's get this show on the road yeah so continue on about our guests or would you like to continue on or would you like me to continue on
1: let's bring in our guests i can't wait to have these two on
0: all right bring them on who we have tonight which was in the description is donald hawk the second and his protege i'm gonna call her alicia Hare. now i don't know are you bringing them on grace yeah where are they Add to stream, there they are, all right. So um, just a quick overview of what I know, which is very little. Donald, I I met Donald when I, I don't know if I actually met him, but I became aware of Donald when I first got into trail running or running in general about eight years ago. Um, I remember remember through the social media seeing his, his group adventure runs uh donald donald hawk's running adventure um facebook group and i was like whoa this guy puts on race this guy's basically a race director he does fat ass 50 days a year and i you know i i never actually joined one just because it never fit my schedule but it was always i put these people on pedestals grace i really do like he was a he was kind of an icon of people i knew that Yeah, that was. uh, Everybody knew who he was, and the people that I knew in the community knew who he was, or knew who he is. I I I shouldn't talk past tense because he's right in front of us. Yeah, you want? Let's.
1: We can let him introduce too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What's making that show on
1: the road, Eric?
0: All right, I'll stop talking at this point. And Don, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? How you got into running? What you've done? And where you're going forward?
3: Well, thank you very much for having me uh, on your show tonight. And uh, how did I start running? <clears throat> That's, uh, that started a long time ago. Uh, I, my first marathon was actually... Did they have was actually, shoes back then, Don? <laughs> <was> that? <laughs> did they have
1: running shoes back then, or did you just go barefoot?
3: Uh, you know, I ran barefoot a couple of times, actually, but uh, no, I did have running shoes. Uh, no, I watched Joan Benoit win the first uh, women's Olympic uh, marathon, and I said, oh, my gosh, I have to run a marathon. And I started training that week to run a marathon. I, at that point, the most I had run was a half marathon. And uh, to date, I've up to about 150 marathons. And I've actually lost track of them, but it's at least 150. Uh, But uh, it started in the ultra world in 2002 uh, by accident. I signed up for Two Oceans Marathon in Cape Town, South Africa. And the word marathon seemed to imply it would be 26.2 miles. And it turns out it was 56k, 34.72 miles. You're going over a mountain, and it's like, oh, my gosh. I'm not ready to run more than a marathon. You know, in your head, you're... You have to adapt, and so I did that. And I thought, oh my gosh, um, I have time to run the JFK because that was in March. So I signed up for the JFK. So, okay, I'm wearing Eric's shirt proudly because I'm an idiot because obviously I'm not reading the fine print. And I'm so I, I decide, okay, I, I, I just ran a 56k. Maybe I can do a. 50 miles. So I run JFK and I'm really got in with myself. I did a 917 and I'm like, oh how horrible. It's just, you know, I shouldn't even be running. And then I realized, geez, I'm in the like top 200 of running. Oh, wait a minute, this isn't so bad. So of course, what do you do then? And then you sign up for your first hundred. And I drive out Mountainville Ohio to run the uh um, Mo, yeah, Mohican. I have no crew no pacer and I'm driving eight hours by myself to run this race the next day run the race and I want to break 25 hours and I'm disgusted I did hurt myself and I finished by myself at 25-13 I was so demoralized drove home like a drunkard I shouldn't have drove home but don't ever do that after a Ultra. I was so disgusted. And what do you do? You get a application in your hand and you start filling out another one. That's right. Um, so it, it, it's a serious disease. And then what happens is you start uh, you if you're sick, everybody else, is sick, you know, so you start getting your friends, you know, really you should why don't you try a 50K? Why don't you try a 50 mile? And it's sort of like you're an enabler. Yeah, you know, bringing mm-hmm. people into this, you know, the dark side, if i like to call it. But it turns yeah. out the dark side's a lot more fun than that other side, you know, where they all run roads. And,
1: and you reeled uh, in here.
3: Yeah, so uh, two, well, 2015, I ran, we we directed, uh, uh, I directed 1350K, 350 50 50Ks here in Perry County, in Tuscarora State Forest. And we had great runners, Jared Hazen flew in one day to fly, to run at, uh, one of my races, and I gave no awards, nothing. And uh, one of my cats are playing. If you're hearing that, and that's how I met Alicia. She volunteered to help me do trail work, mm-hmm. and then I met Grace because she came to, uh, I don't know, watch me. <laughs> Wanted to learn how to direct races. I believe yep. is what you said.
1: Yep, I did. And- I hung out with you for a bit and yes. Uh, swept. Yes, uh, part of your course. And we also ran together. Do you remember running together at Heiner? Yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. And so that's, I don't remember when I first met you, but I do remember running with you at Heiner. And I had just come off of a DNF at Georgia's death race yes. because I was trained up well for Georgia death race. I got the cutoff times wrong. I came into the aid station literally one minute late. They cut me out which is you know I'm not blaming them I knew the rules and then uh two the week after or two weeks after was Heiner and my plan was if I DNF I'll run Heiner if I finish Georgia Death Race then I'll I'll just not do Heiner where I ended up DNFing so I did Heiner and I felt amazing and and you kept egging down because I was, I was definitely not keeping up with you on the climbs, definitely not the descent. And I remember thinking that I was going to die on the last descent trying to keep up with you, Don. We were going, we were flying down this thing at like an eight minute mile. And I'm like, this is not, I don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> and I
3: told her. I, I told you, being old and close to God and close to death makes it easier to run downhill fast.
1: Oh man, it was fun! It was a, a very cool experience, and I was so. I think we we were trying to come in under under a certain time. I don't remember what that was, um, and we did. And uh, that was that was a cool experience. So I've got uh, we've got fun times together, and I think everybody uh, probably everybody I know has a story. And you are famous for your colorful shorts, often wearing pink or purple, and your little pink hydration pack. So that I have lots of questions and we're going to dig in. One of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show is because the two of you just did a hundred mile. It was a really big deal. And I know you'll get into why for the both of you, um, but so many questions. But one of the things is why the pink hydration bladder and why the tiny pink shorts? I love
2: that,
3: but I want to hear uh, After my heart attack, it became mandatory that, aerial reconnaissance could identify my body from 30,000 feet. So I had my heart attack October 16, 2009. Mount Mitchell Challenge, the 40 miler, had opened on Labor Day weekend, and I was fortunate to be selected then. At that point in time, they used the lottery process. And I had been selected the year before, but they closed the parkway down during my race, and I, I made the cutoff, but they, I had a defer to the marathon distance, and they allow you to run up and then run back just a marathon distance. So i am been selected for this mountain challenge, second cho- chance trying to get to the highest mountain in the East in February. And my wife said, oh, you can't do it. I'm not gonna let you do it. You just had a heart attack, open heart surgery. It's four months away. You're not gonna get to train properly. And so she dared me that she said, okay, you gotta wear something. If you really wanna do it, you got to wear something really bright. So she gets me these really cute fuchsia pink tights with black Bengal tiger stripes, and I still have them. And like, okay, you have to wear them. And so I went and tried them on, and went, "Wow, I should have put them on tonight." Should, yeah, it's like, well, uh, wow, these will work great. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do now?" Because he's going to wear them and in fact i did wear them it was five degrees at the top of mount mitchell that year there was five feet of snow they had to modify the course the so last time they allowed us to go up when there was snow in 2010 and mm-hmm. the great uh, j crew race director had his wife Ma, uh, monica follow me so because like this was my health issues and so she followed me it's five degrees there's 60 mile an hour winds and at one point you're leaning into the wind and barely able to move. But we made it to the top and then back down. She didn't keep up with me on the way down either, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah. So I did the 40, 37 miles in like uh, 30, 20, I think it was in uh, right around eight hours. Wow! Well, but that's how the, the the bright colors came to be.
1: All right. So the bright colors so we can identify you and lots of people know you out on the trails, Don, because you've been around for so long and and uh, doing so many amazing things. And the most recent thing that you did, you finished 100 uh, miler, which you have had on your radar to finish a hundred after, um, can you talk a little bit about, and I want to pull in Alicia. I just, like, we're just, we're building up here, Alicia. <laughs> so, um, so you, th- this was a, a bit of a buildup uh, because you had gotten a pacemaker, but kind of talk about, what happened, and then why the hundred and and um,
3: after, after the heart attack, uh, hundreds became very hard. I finished, I finished two one hundred mile races, Burning River and a Lean Horse, the old course. After the heart attack, and uh, had difficulty with blood pressure medication, uh, damage to the heart, uh, and in two thousand and sixteen, they implanted a pacemaker in me, and that pretty much destroyed my running. My times are much slower, almost 45 minutes to an hour off my marathon times. And in blood pressure being a big issue, my blood pressure seems to drop at 70 to 80 miles. So uh, Alicia had mentioned she wanted to run a hundred mile race and I helped her with uh, 50K and 50 miler and she's done great. And she wanted to do a hundred miler. So we attempted it five years ago we unfortunately experienced a forest fire smoke we at 44 miles my throat hurt so bad and she was suffering as well and we decided to call it because the smoke was uh, it was bad for us and it, it it was it was horrible so we've been working on getting back to where maybe I could do a hundred and Alicia has been dying to. And I thought, well, this is the year she's been training under Eric's tutelage and, uh, uh and me messing it up. But, uh, with my weekend long runs, excessive long run mm-hmm. for me, that works. And everything was on track. And so we went, to to run the new Lean Horse 100-mile course, which has about uh, just shy of 7,000 feet of elevation, but it goes up to, I think it's uh, 6,200 feet of altitude. So you're at you know, you're running it at, at, at you know, a mild altitude, but still 6,200 feet, you feel it. And Alicia did fantastic. Uh, she may have a different opinion, but she really did great. And we uh, were able to run the race of my dream. From what we But polling race directors and contacting Medtronics, who was the manufacturer of my pacemaker, uh, it appears I'm the only person that has a Medtronics pacemaker that has finished the 100-mile race, to our knowledge. If somebody did it, it's on the peripheral. There is a man who finished 100 with a uh, different brand pacemaker in 2017, and I know him; he's from Virginia. And so it's uh, it's it's a stupid thing. It drives your biology crazy. But the idea that we can take our bodies and we know our bodies better than anybody else. Yeah. And we can, after careful monitoring and lots of training, we can do things that are still extraordinary. And I mean, running a 29 hour, 100 mile, it's not record-shattering by any means. And people will go, it was a real trail. It has a real trail with almost 7,000 feet of climb, and it's 100 miles. People, I don't understand how people can diminish the distance. Yeah. The idea that you did it on your own feet,
1: mm-hmm.
3: in the timeline, you know, timeline that was defined, and we made the cutoff by three hours. So, wow. you know, I'm very, very happy with that. And I know Alicia was... Yeah. Overjoyed,
1: yeah, and congratulations to the two of you. There's no such thing as an easy hundred miler, we always say. And Alicia, so you got roped into this, um, and you, you have been uh learning, uh, uh, running underneath Eric's coaching. And so, tell us a little bit about you know, starting how did you get into running, and then how did you meet Dom and get roped into this craziness?
2: Huh. Sorry about my lighting, guys. It's getting dark outside, but no, you're I, fine. Moody. I started uh, running when I before I met my husband. But it was a kind of a competitive. He's a Marine, so I was trying to beat his times, and I couldn't never beat his times. But I knew I could go longer, so I, I just started that way. And then I had a really good friend of mine out in Twenty Nine Palms that introduced me to ultra running. Her and I would run weekends. We would do fifty k's just her and I out on the desert trails or even out on the desert road out there in Twin Palms. And then I thought it was an unfortunate uh, orders. My husband got orders to Pennsylvania. He requested them because he's from here. I'm not a, I'm a Georgia girl rather not have the snow if I could deal with it. Uh, but he got Pennsylvania orders and I really thought I'd hate it here. And Sally, her friend, my Marine friend out and she's like, look for fat ass races, get, get back to running. And I found Don and he posted on his page, um, in the middle of February where it's snow freezing ice cold, just ridiculous. And said he needed trail help. And I told my husband about it. And he's like, well, what the heck, H are you thinking? He actually said the whole world, but he goes you don't know this guy you're gonna be up in trails that you have no clue about like like why and I was like well if I don't come back you know he's okay and it's been it's been one adventure after another now I did my very first um full official 50k with Don at his race um that he hosted I, I tried his first one in March um end of February March and I um yeah, I failed miserably because I did not know about snow and I did not know about trails. I only knew road and desert, and desert doesn't count. Um, nothing like Pennsylvania, and then um, it's just gone. I guess you'd say uphill, downhill, all across the state of Pennsylvania um, with Don. Since then, so and he always he's like he's always telling me like, don't let me rope you into these things. Uh, I'm I'm a bad influence, and you drank the water and. It is true. I did drink off his hydration pack, and it's been, geez, an adventure since then.
1: Uh, that's
0: great. So you just you just finished Lean Horse 100, which was your first 100 mile finish, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. And so, so you you DNF that? What would you say? Five years ago?
2: Roughly? Yeah, it was five years ago, and it was at the 45 mile mark or 43. I think it was a 43 mile mark. It was just a really um, I'll be honest. I had moved over to of uh, back into California. I was not running as often with Don. Um, I thought I could get away with maybe one or two long runs of twenty miles, and I'd be good. And that did not look very well. Plus, then we were dealing with smoke and all. So it just, it just ended up like a, It was great. I didn't mind being out there. I love South Dakota, but it was um not a good finish. <laughs> not a finish at all.
0: So how, how did it go this time? I mean, you got the finish. Um, was it all roses and happy thoughts or, or what? Thoughts about it. Oh,
2: uh, no, it wasn't. I, it was, I, I enjoyed the first maybe 75 miles. It was pretty fun. We were enjoying ourselves. It was really interesting to see what I would do at uh, anything past nine o'clock. I am actually supposed to be in bed by 830, and I've never been past like I'm not in bed by nine it phones off I'm in bed I never slept past nine Don calls me an old lady um it's true and I'm not but it is true that I am I pass out like there's day days that I could just fall asleep just because i work so much and then so it kind of interesting that at two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh, look, a snake. <laughs> and you can see them. Uh, they're cute, but they're not cute when you're running up. And you can't decide if it's a snake or a snake. That's not fun at all. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it up to about 75 miles. And then it, I cried a lot. From 75 on, I was in tears nonstop. Um, my, I, my friend that I brought out there, Dawn told her she needs to dig deep. And she needs to figure out if she's going to finish this stuff and let's go. It's a mental from here on out it's mental. And so she was like, I didn't drive all the way out here with you for you to fail. She goes, I didn't. So I don't care if you're walking the rest of the way, but let's go. And she got on her bike and she took off and I kind of chased after her for a little bit. But I think it was (laughs) the last 3.6 miles. I looked at my husband at that last aid station, put my head on his chest. was like, I'm done. Take me home. He's like, what? (laughs) He was. No, I'm not doing that. And it was like a shuffle. I I wanted to run, but I just couldn't. I shuffled behind Don the entire time between the both of us peeing every five minutes. <laughs> and that's a lot of pee. But for three miles, we were just peeing nonstop. You watch us each side of the trail going off just to pee. I could never catch back up with him. He took off and that was it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish walking it. But I cried. And when I crossed that finish line, honestly, I didn't cry because I finished. I cried cause I was in so much pain. I, I was excited it was over, but I'm literally just getting to the point where I'm happy that I finished it. It's taken me two weeks to be like, Oh my God, I never want to do that again. Well, I'm gonna do it again next year.
0: Be, okay. We might as well stop right there and you're just getting back to where you're, you're happy with it. And what are you going to do this coming weekend?
2: I'm a hundred K. I'm doing a hundred K Pine Creek. Pine,
0: Pine Creek challenge, hundred K. Yeah, that's great. So you're going to have like three days of feeling healthy and primed and ready to go. And then you're going to put yourself in that big hole. Yeah. <laughs> do you
1: do
0: You'll do awesome. I
2: tried to talk myself out of it. Don tried to talk me out of it. I just, I don't want to say no to a friend. so yep. I'm going to run with her so she can finish her hundred K. Mm-hmm.
3: Go ahead, Don. If, if you believe in God, and this is not to bring up religion, but God intervened at around 65 to 70 miles with Alicia yeah. and me on the trail. Yeah. She's there starting to look at her very expensive watch, <laughs> buy, which we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And I'm there. What are you talking about? And she goes, we're not going to make it. She's looking it. And I said, give me that GD watch. I'm going to destroy it right now. We have plenty of time. We're well ahead of all cutoffs. Give me that GD watch. And I said, what are you looking at? And said, it has gone dead. The battery has died. <laughs> now I can't look at the watch. Because <laughs> I was going to shit. it. And she's looking at it. Now she has no watch. <laughs> Things got a lot easier after that because
2: she did
3: not yeah. have any clue where her, you know what, what time we're at. Or right. she she had to rely on the aid station and she said, Are we how are we doing? We're doing fine, keep moving. <laughs> just but if you believe in God's intervention, that was it. And one of your uh, viewers just posted something that she talked mentioned about drinking after me. There's a very well-known and documented disease that has been attributed to me. It's called hawkitis. And if you ever drink after me, and I'm serious about this, people get this very weird weird experience that their feet start shaking, their legs start tapping, and they have this uncontrollable urge to go out and run for hours and hours and hours.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And we were with the one... uh, friend one day and her her friend ran out of water in a 10 mile run we were doing and so she had a drink after me and she's scared to death of snakes and within a few minutes i found a baby ring neck and she was holding a snake and her husband wanted to know what the heck happened and her friend attributed it to hawkitis so alicia has hawkitis so if you know anybody ever drank after me i'm sorry warned be warned
0: Yeah, I mean, Don, I mean, I, you know, Grace kind of hit on it earlier, but it is absolutely incredible how many, how many people you, you have affected, infected. How's that? How many people you've infected in such a great way? I mean, I mean, I look up to you a lot, you know, when it, I, I first found out who you are. And then even when I saw that you bought an idiot runner shirt, I remember telling my wife, like, Don just bought an idiot runner shirt. Like if I have people like him joining the, you know, drinking the juice, that's that's all I need. So I love you know, your mission. It's, it's it's phenomenal, you know, what we can do within this community of, of running and how the lives we can touch and change. And I just change a little bit but completely turn around in some instances and you know it's just cool to see yeah
3: it's the most difficult thing though trying to run a hundred mile race with anyone i don't know if you've had that experience yet and this is the uh third time i've done this run actually tried to run with someone and uh, because you you hit peaks and valleys at a different time right uh, uh, so Alicia's there talking about the last 25 miles being really tough. I knew it would be really tough for me, too, because mm-hmm. fatigue sets in. I have to watch my heart rate all the time. I have to try to keep my heart rate at like 130, 135. Try doing that at run and be at elevation you know, and at altitude. it's really, you know it, it doesn't always work. And so Alicia and I were hitting peaks and valleys at a little bit different time and we all experience it but uh, Alicia helped me too and, uh, running a 100 mile race with anyone and trying to stay together as much of the race as we could and we did we, uh, uh, we waited I waited only a minute or two for her to catch up with me at the very end she's shaking her no,
2: head no that was longer than a minute he shouldn't have waited as long as he did he could have finished under 29 hours and he knows it He's just
3: but the uh But the opportunity to be able to finish a race with someone really is very, very special. And uh, through running, Alicia and her husband and uh, and family have become great friends. And so it is interesting what running can do. There is one thing that I want to point out that I'm not special. And you've you've been very kind with the words. My father often said that we are only the reflection of our closest relatives and dear friends. And they make us shine. So we need you to shine. So we shine. So our running community, and Gracie and Eric, you were both part of my running community, and are both of, you know all four of us. We have a very nice running community. They help make us shine. And I think of my late dad and what he said in, in my life. To see that uh, in our in our running, our, our friends make us shine. I like it. Ah,
1: all the warm fuzzies. You're so right, Don. And I think that's—I don't know—I, uh, I definitely am a better, not just a better runner, but a better person because of the people around me and the experiences that I have. And and I'm thankful for people like the both of you who are um, very open and willing to get to know new people out on the course and say hello and and have a, a warm welcome and. Show people how to race direct. and you know, I think, I think it's a big part of what we do is um, sharing as we can, not just you know sharing our experiences and sharing our knowledge, and that just passes it on, and then sharing all the love. Uh, so, Alicia, yeah. sure what is the I have two questions. What is the best thing about running with Don? Because, um, uh, like, I've been fortunate to have some people who I, I um, just really enjoy running with. I love group runs and I love running with other people, and it is a challenge, especially racing with another person. Um,
2: what do you love about running with
1: Don? What's most challenging about running with Don?
2: We're, we're absolutely opposites. Like, he is such a social butterfly. I absolutely am not. I go to a race and I will no. say at the very back end, I won't, I'll grab my bib, I'll put it on and I will wait until we have to be at the start. I will not walk out. I will not talk to people. And I'm, he's different and he brings that out of me. Like I'm still to the back, but at least when, like when I met Eric It was because of Don. Don was like, come here. I want you to meet some. And he start talking. I just stand there and listen. It's interesting to hear y'all stories. It's interesting to learn y'all. But that's him. He is such a social butterfly. And he sits there and says, I'm not. He shakes his head all the time. But he absolutely is a social butterfly. And people resonate with Don. They they I mean, Don can be picked out. There's not a single race. Not one single race. And that's when we were in Arizona racing, when we were in North Carolina racing with Pennsylvania. There is not a single race that somebody doesn't know him. We were running rim to rim. Um, What was it, two years ago? Running rim to rim in um, Arizona. Ain't nobody supposed to know us there. He knew two people. And he Uh met 40 friends. I I was like, that's crazy but there's not, not a single race I, i'm pretty sure if we even went to alaska and ran we went to canada and run somebody would say so i do love that about him
0: i i want to i want to defend him for a second because i am very far from a social butterfly but when it comes to the trail running community or the running community in general um you know it's changed me and i I can't stop talking when I'm at a race and around my runner people because I'm connected to them differently than everybody in my normal everyday life. Like, yeah, I have my wife, my kids and some friends, I get that, but you don't have to even know runners to instantly be connected with them and sit there and have conversations like you've known each other for years. And there's magic in that. I'm sure there's other, other sports and things like that where that feel the same way. But that's one of the reasons that I absolutely love the sport. I couldn't, you know, there might be one day that I, can, I can't I can run anymore, but I'm not leaving the community even if that day ever comes because I can't because this is who I am now. So I do understand it because before running, and I've only been running for seven or eight years, maybe nine years now, but before that, I was kind of awkward when it came to social gatherings.
2: You're still so awkward. It's <laughs>
0: Your face is awkward, Grace.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, but now it's like I, you know when I'm with my people, it's just better.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, Alicia, we hope I hope you make it through this weekend. I don't doubt that you will. It should be a beautiful day, and it's beautiful country, beautiful place uh, of Pennsylvania to be in.
2: We got thirty-two hours, so. Plenty of time. <laughs> I don't want to be out there that long. I know what I did after 29 hours. I sure don't want to be out there any longer.
0: Is everything at least healed up and everything for this? Like physically, you're good to go.
2: Basically, I had no pain after. Like, I I literally came home from South Dakota. The swelling had all gone down. I went for the walk with my big boys. Uh, I I walked basically a good part of the return. The back. I just didn't want to feel. I didn't feel like getting out there and running. I just literally it made me nauseous to even think about getting out there. And I was like, I'm not doing it. And right. then uh, some medical issues. But outside of that, everything's good now. I I went and ran with a friend of mine this morning, um, and we're just kind of shaking out the legs. Nothing feels bad. Everything feels good. Feet good. Hips good. Legs work. Good. Um, okay.
0: Nice. Well, we look forward to seeing how you do. Um, maybe we'll check back in with you next week or the week after, whenever stuff stops being busy, and see how it went.
1: Don, what's next on your race calendar?
3: Well, this I'm—I didn't lead Alicia to the Pine Creek Challenge, but I'm running the 50 miler <laughs> It will be my 58th 50 mile finish. So, um, wow. but Eric disagrees with me, my weekend running schedule. That's how I train. I like having yeah. long runs on weekends, uh-huh. and uh, I did take it easy this weekend. I just did 16 miles with a friend, but we only had okay. three mountain crossings, so in that 16 miles and yeah, one stream crossing.
1: I would say there's you know 20 different ways to get to your goal. That's
3: you know, right. I don't get
1: 20 different ways to get to a 50k. You know whatever that goal it, is.
3: There's you know, for me the, it, it, uh try to keep your body knowing what it's going to be like when you're in a late stage of a long race. So yeah. you know, you've got to get to that fatigue point without hurting yourself. And it's a real delicate balance, but people have been fascinated for years. How can you go out and run a marathon and then run a marathon the following week? And, and um, Yeah, I was doing crazy things this summer earlier. Uh, One week I had 118 miles and 64 years old. That was one of the highest mile weeks for not racing I've ever had. Now I'm slow, but I'm still moving and uh, it really helps. So I have Pine Creek Challenge coming up. Then I have the Dam Half. Then I have Boulder Beast, but I'm going to back down to the 25K because I'm leaving the next day to do Rim to Rim to Rim at the Grand Canyon the very next day. And then... I'm probably hiking it with a friend, but we'll still have fun. And then uh, coming back to do, um, I think because I'm defending my, uh, I hold the record for the most finishes at the Tussie 50 mile mountain back. And then I have it, a, a couple of things, I'm, but Harrisburg Marathon and then JFK. I'm the, I think, fourth most finishes at Harrisburg Marathon. So I have to do that um, as well. Wow. <laughs> That's um, it? That's all you have on your schedule John? Well, JFK I mean, will be my 16th finish at JFK if I finish. So but no, man. that's not all I have. That's all I can remember right now. I need to I need to hit the, like rewind button and listen to but that again. Remember I'm, a, I remember I'm a cardiac cripple and you know some races don't want me in them anymore because of my health issues. So <laughs> that's why you make your
1: own. Now are are your races I I have to ask if they are coming back. You, no. some, you had
3: some bad news. No. we've lost uh, one of our dear friends, Ron. Ron Shields passed away uh, two years ago, and he was a, a, such a big help. And I'm not associated with a club in Western Perry County. It doesn't it's not geographically convenient for a lot of club wow. help, and yeah. a lot of it fell upon my wife and I, but. Uh, during COVID, when we suspended it, we, it, just it was like, okay, I think it's time to put it to rest. And if anyone wants to start it over, yeah. we let the, we let the uh, directions and the, you know, the turn sheets up for about a year. And I finally took those down, took the web page mm-hmm. down because we actually had a dedicated yeah. web page for the event, but. Um, no, it's a lot of work for two people uh, yeah. to be trying to pull off. And we had maybe two or three other people like Alicia that would help. And then we had people who on race day would help us with you know, sweeps and things. But yeah. we didn't have a club to help us, you know, so we knew we would have the help.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it does make a big difference. My races my, are...
3: My new yeah. addition to the family. <sighs>
1: And so um but you fill your time with other things because you're listing off all of these races but you are by no means um a slacker in between you you've got a every, whole farm
3: every yes but every day we're out running or hiking and uh yeah. Yeah, even yesterday, I don't know if you saw the pictures. Four rattlesnakes. Yesterday, it was a pretty good day for me. Um, wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that was just hiking. But my wife and I try to get out every day. She won't well, because of my health issues. She does not like me to run in the mountains by myself anymore. So uh, weekends, they try to take the opportunity to um, uh, find anybody that's free, available. <laughs> yeah, do you want to go running? <laughs> and. Wow. I gotta start signing up for more stuff. <laughs> wow. No, you don't. I'm bankrupt.
2: Great.
0: That's incredible. Your schedule is incredible. I didn't realize you had that many finishes at some of those big races that you were just mentioning.
3: That's that wow. You, you are an inspiration, sir. Full run, uh 50 mile. I have 10 finishes, JFK 15 finishes. Uh Tussy, I have 13 finishes. Uh, and I have DNFs, though. So we, know, we all talk about the positives. We all, you know, I think, to be fair to everyone listening, I have DNFs. I try stuff that is, that it, you know, that sometimes is too hard for my body and and mm-hmm. uh, it, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, I, I have 900-mile finishes, including Western States twice, Tahoe Rim, Vermont, Mohegan, Burning River, uh, uh, Lean Horse, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, but I have DNS as well. I, um, I was in the lead group at Coyote Tumon and we were stopped for a snowstorm. I was credited with 81 miles, but I got around 90 before turning, you know, be, being made to walk off the mountain. <laughs> uh, you know, things, Stupid things happen to us, but um, you don't have bad things happen if you don't try hard things, too. That's right. Yeah.
1: And you said it earlier, you know, know your body and know your limits, but I think push them as well sometimes just to see what is possible. And so, um, you know, certainly you you list off a bunch of races, and I think it's really inspiring, but also to anyone listening to know your body and know your limits. And Don has been doing this for a very long time.
3: I am very (laughs) careful if I have any... If I, you know, as we monitor our body, uh, if I feel like we're in a danger, then, um, you know, I withdrew already because I don't want to ever put a race in jeopardy or put people in a position that they would have to come and rescue me. Uh, You know, Alicia was with me last year when she made a phone call because I got dry heaves and the heat got me. And now she did the right thing. I really believe she did the right thing. She called for help. And the race director uh, was on. She was not able to reach the race director, so she called nine one one. But within three, four minutes, five minutes, I was fine, and you know, we're having to wait an hour and a half for them to rescue me. <laughs> and and I've checked out fine by the ambulance. But she did the right thing. Don't wait till the, you wish you had help. Right. If a situation develops, get help. And so I try to make sure I never let myself get into a position that I would cause a race concern or the, um, yeah, I don't want anyone else stressing. And yeah, I do that for you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, we uh-huh. really appreciate you guys being on. Uh-huh. Well, thank you very much. Yeah,
1: uh, Alicia, what um, advice do you have um, to other runners out there, just advice in general, but especially um, you know maybe maybe somebody who's looking for a running partner.
2: Uh, I honestly don't. know. I don't know how I managed to meet up with Don. I am very thankful I met up with Don that I have somebody to run with here. Um, you gotta find somebody that clicks because I've run with a few other people, I, and I truly do like running with them, but. We can't. You got to be on the right mindset. You got to be at the right. I mean, all honestly, across the board, uh, life set, uh, willing to take advice and also willing to listen. Um, I'll listen to Don. I I think it's funny when we go running, he'll tell me, I don't know if I told you this before. He told me four different times, but it's okay because I'll listen to the story again and again. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that because one, it it takes up time. Two, I might have missed something the first first three times I heard the story. It's okay, I don't have a problem. But you got to be willing to do that. I you just got to find somebody you really love being around. if you can't, if you don't stand them, you don't like the way they smell, whoo, or you don't <laughs> like the way they talk to you, um, you're not gonna have a good time. You got to find somebody that you're gonna have a good time with. But you also need to learn to leave too he's left me before he had retired really me wanting about a race and he took off. i'm gone and, and but i didn't have hurt feelings i know what happens yeah i was probably peed at the time because he took off and i'm back in the back but he's faster than me so he's okay i get it and everybody still has to run your own race but you gotta find somebody you enjoy doing adventures with so
1: ah I love that advice. Enjoy the adventure, run your own race. And here's some advice that I'm hearing because I hope this is probably what my friends do is if somebody has told you the same story multiple times, just just go with it.
2: <laughs> I exactly. guarantee,
1: I do that all the time. So I, I think that's spot on advice.
2: Well, then and, it gets awkward. <laughs> then you're like, oh, I heard that. And you're like, oh, uh, okay, it gets awkward. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, well, the worst now is that I tell stories on the podcast and then people will say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I listen to the show. I'm like, well, I tell my stories. <laughs> so, Don, how about, how about you? What advice do you have for um, finding a good running partner?
3: Try to find somebody that is willing to go to different places to train. Mm. Not always, we live 35 miles from Harrisburg and people wanna run on the riverfront, on the flat riverfront. I despise flat. Uh, I like hills. And Alicia can tell you, I mix it up. We did a self-supported Uh, 25K called the wild last year in a drought year that was a really bad idea there was no water on the mountain we water filters didn't do any good if there's not a little bit of water. Uh, but we go to different places and do different things. We'll you know, drive two hours to go run. Uh, but that keeps it interesting when you're doing long runs. Uh, try to find somebody that can, you know, their schedule can be compatible. I used to train with a woman who was a nurse. Her husband was a fireman. He had to leave. She had to be home by seven o'clock in the morning. We could go run at four o'clock in the morning Get back before our children were out of bed. This was when good cartoons were on Bugs Bunny at seven on Saturday morning. We could be having coffee with Bugs Bunny, and my kids didn't even know I got a twenty-mile training run in. And you know that uh, trying to find somebody that uh, whose schedule uh, meshes with yours, so it's not oh I'm waiting for them. And then they, you know, they don't show up because that's really disappointing. Um, try to find somebody that is reliable because you don't want someone. You're ready to get Saturday morning. They're to meet you at seven. They call at a quarter of seven, saying we're not going to make it. And if that happens more than once, better get a new training partner because your training's being sabotaged. Not maybe purposefully, but um, you need the consistency of having a training partner that will, you know, be there. Um, and, and for me, I find, and this is funny, and Eric, I don't know about you because you're so fast. I'm not fast anymore. I found years ago that women are more reliable training partners. Um, I had two men that I helped train and qualified for Boston. Both of those men bailed on me before I was running my uh, fastest marathon. They were going to pace me, and they both called bailed on me and I said I'm done training with you because you bailed on me before you bailed on me at Saturday mornings several times at seven o'clock it was raining. They said let's wait till 9, 930. And here they decided to go golfing. Where if I had a lady partner, she had a babysitter for her kid. She had someone watching her kid. It could be raining, snowing, sleeting a tornado could have been going. She's going at seven o'clock because she that's her time to get out of the house. And so I actually started migrating to these women that I ran with that were just they would be there in the worst weather, and uh, just it was incredible. And I was very blessed to find that group. And but they actually matched my speed at the time. And Lydia Becker was one that, uh, she was amazing. She won the Harrisburg half twice. You know, She's a very fast lady. I think she was a 257 marathoner, and you know, she was great to run with. She had five kids, so when she had that slot open to run. That was when she was going to be there, no matter what. So, like uh, so I said, women have become my best training partners. It's reliable. Interesting. You hear that, you hear that Eric? I got to
2: find <laughs> one. Well, be careful where they select to train you at, because Don has this weird thing right now about climbing some mountains that I'm not interested in doing. It looks <laughs> like he's deciding to climb or use ropes and all and if I have to use ropes I'm out. I'm
3: out I don't advise climbing Devil's Tower three days before 100 as a good warm up truly uh, the, I, I didn't expect to do a split and my hip flexors are still talking to me um, I don't know if you saw the climb but uh, I was in a split pose going up between the columns for about 60 oh, uh, 70 feet um, three days before 100 it was not a good idea
2: yeah, I bet. Hi,
1: Eric. Grace. I are you inspired? Are you? Does this inspire you for your two hundred next week?
0: Yeah, I need to just. need to find a woman to run it with me. <laughs> I got Rhoda. I'll run with her. I don't if you will be able to keep up with Rhoda,
1: but probably
0: not. That's okay. <laughs>
1: I'll be fine with that. All right, I think we got
3: wrapped up. Well, thank you very much for having us this evening.
2: Thank you.
3: Um,
1: You guys are great. I've I've loved following your adventure, all of your photos uh, from the race. It was just a huge, huge accomplishment. Congratulations to the both of you. Uh, There are no easy hundreds, and uh, man, nice work.
3: Keep you both keep shining. Keep shining. Yeah, You you know.
0: All right. Before we check out, yeah, thanks for thanks for being on guys. Um and gals. But uh Grace, one race we didn't mention that just ended on Sunday, it's Monday, is labor paints. Yeah. I- Give a quick shout out. He took home the win with 65 miles mm-hmm. and Karen Gibbon, which I do not know her. I don't think if I do, I'm sorry. She, she was the first female with 50 miles.
1: Uh-huh. And I had one of my athletes, Jennifer Riggs. She did 50 uh, K out there. She rocked it. Her training was just spot on. She really good
0: nice. So that's always the popular race of these years. I'm going to make it down for it. And uh, I'm sad I didn't get to this, but good job, everyone involved.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up this weekend, too. So there'll be some races to talk about. What's coming up? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff this weekend. There's a uh, uh, local one is the Sasquatch 5K and 10K. Uh, it's a good one because it... Um, uh, benefits the Farmlands Natural Trust. And then uh, I think KTA, yeah, KTA is this weekend, which is now a 20, just a 25K. They dropped the 50K for this year. Um, Woodstock is this weekend in Michigan. There's more that I'm missing. Grace, what are you weekend? doing this weekend? Uh, I don't know. So. <laughs> I, I like I don't do much. I don't really have much planned. I'm probably just gonna.
0: Well, that's good. You need it. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to some down weekends. August was really busy for me, and I'm kind of laying low for a little bit.
0: Good. Okay. Well, enjoy. All right, we'll see you guys. Some of you will see me next week. I won't technically, but whatever. I'll be back next week.
1: I mean, I don't think I would be upset if you figured out a way to just take over the meeting. Just a request, like, during the race, the pre-race meeting, and just say, hey, can we set up a projector real quick? Everybody can tune into the show.
0: I mean, I feel like Canada should know about the running mullet by now, right?
1: So, well, yeah, I mean, we had some uh, Canadian finishers at Eastern States, Right. We talked to. Yep. They were very
0: nice. I'll talk to them. See what I can pull off.
1: Go make some friends. Make some running friends. Use all the tips from these two.
0: Yep. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for Thank it. We'll see you Thank
1: next time. See you Bye.